the Howard College Podcast. A podcast for the students, by the students. Home of the Howard College Hawks. What's this going on? A combined production from the heart of West Texas. Hey, y'all. Y'all need some twang up in here. What did you say? <laughs> Information for new college students. And future Hawks. Howard College. Let me San Angelo. Swid. And now, it's time to get to work. I'm kidding. <laughs> okay. We're trying something different this semester. If you've listened along with us during the fall, you notice the style we chose was a little different. We tried to work around everyone's schedules and had students record their pieces between classes or whenever we could get them into the studio. Then we would edit everything together into an attempt at a coherent final show. It worked, and it was fun, and it taught us a lot about the process. This semester, we are going to try to produce a podcast that's based on a group discussion and open dialogue. We'll get a faculty member, a staff member, and a couple students into the studio at the same time to discuss whatever topics we have for the month. It will be a challenge and a learning experience, but that's what we're here for. So we hope you enjoy it and stay with us as we experiment with different ways to use the microphones and equipment to bring you a new approach of the Howard College podcast. I'm Kirk Davidson. I'm just a speech teacher. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) No pressure. (laughs) No, I'm laughing at Mr. Davidson here. Uh, I'm Tara Law. I'm the uh, director of student support. So over academic advising, testing, and tutoring. I'm Jenny Aiello. I am a financial aid advisor and scholarship coordinator. I am Melissa Strain. I'm the coordinator of residence education for the men's dorm and a student activity co-coordinator. I'm Luke Settles and I'm... What's that, Luke? Luke Settles. Okay. Fourth semester, (laughs) sir. Uh, I'm Peyton Mayu. This is my second semester here and I'm a drama major. Okay. So... To get started, I did want to talk about something called satisfactory academic progress. I did not know this existed, and if you have no opinion on this, fine. If you have a question, that's why we're all here. That's why Jenny's here, because when I told Tara about it, she said, no thanks, I'm going to call Jenny. Um, <laughs> You're welcome. But here's the story I heard, and so this, this again, is, you know, it's a story. So this is where we're going to try to pull some fact out of it, hopefully. and and not steer students down the wrong path. So the story I heard was a, not our college student, but a community college student locally, took some classes, transferred to a local university, four-year university, registered for classes. Then a couple days before classes started, via their student email, got a notice saying their financial aid had been denied, and Mm. they were kind of in a bad situation trying to scramble at the last minute and figure out was happening and I was told it was something due to hours attempted versus hours earned I don't know if they not passed some classes or if they changed their major that something triggered it but that's kind of what I heard Um, can you tell us a little about that generally speaking your satisfactory academic progress does not follow you to your next school so I would have to on that story you know find out more about the situation That being said, if you attend several different schools without earning any credits, say, you know, you come to Howard and you get your financial aid and you either drop your classes or fail, 
then you go to OC and do the same thing and Midland and do the same thing, you get flagged for unusual enrollment history. And basically, it's the government's way of tracking that for students that bounce from college to college and get the financial aid but then never complete. Mm And um, so when you say flag, that's something from Department of Education? That yes, the Department that? Okay. of Education. And in that case, then you do have to do a suspension appeal because anywhere you go, that you're going to be flagged. It's, um, in fact, won't even let us process the application until we get more history on why you have attended different colleges without any type of completion or earning any type of grades or or credits but typically speaking if you're at a university or college um, we have financial aid looks at two different things and we do it semester by semester we look at your completion rate and we look at your um, GPA as far as completion rate we look at how many hours you attempted how many hours you earned attempted hours are how many hours you enrolled in at the beginning of the semester. Earned are how many credits, how many hours you completed and got a D or better. And and that can get confusing because technically speaking, if you get an F, you completed that course, but you did not earn any credits for it. So that's what we look at. You you may have completed it, but you did not earn a grade. Um, 80% is the completion rate. So if you were in 12 hours, you have to complete at least 10. Um, If you're in 9 to 11, you have to complete 9. 6 to 8, you have to complete 6. 5 or below, you have to complete all of them. So is that tied into degree plan specific courses or just any course in general? Degree plan specific because the Department of Education will not pay you for classes that are not in your degree plan. Now you can, if you're in at least 12 hours in your degree plan, uh, you're going to get paid for those 12 hours. That's full time. So you're going to get the max um, award. If you want to take other courses, because you know, you're know you kind of exploring, wanting to find out if you like something, don't like something, you could take electives, non-degree earning electives over that 12 hours. So you know, if you're an ag major, but you're kind of interested in ceramics and it's not in your degree plan as long as you're in 12 hours in your degree plan that's what you're going to get paid for you could take ceramics just to kind of see you know if that's something you like or you could take psychology or you know another course outside your degree plan but you have to be you know in a certain they will only pay you for the classes that are in your degree plan so if you're taking 12 hours but only six of them or in your degree plan, we're only gonna pay you for six hours. We're not gonna pay you for 12. The other thing we look at is the GPA. Uh, You have to earn a 2.0 or above GPA. Um, D's, and it's kind of weird on that because D's are considered passing, but they're a 1.0. You're not, you're only gonna get one point for that, that you're not gonna get, you know, enough to make you, if you got all D's, you'd have a 1.0 GPA. You know, if you got all C's, you'd have a 2.0 and that would make, you know keep you eligible. We look at it semester by semester. So even if your overall GPA is below a 2.0, um, if you're each semester, you maintain a 2.0 and an 80% completion, 
then you'll be you know you maintain eligibility usually when we see them go below a 2.0 accumulative they're going to go on financial aid suspension because at some point they didn't make a 2.0 so is that somewhere when i was trying to look up what this was i was reading something that said it was at least part of this is up to the college or the university to determine their own breaking point or criteria threshold whatever you want to call it is that what you're talking about like there that our college would initiate that or would again would that be department no of that's the, the department of it okay that's a federal uh, regulation but you know we have uh, instances with because students get confused between academic and financial aid uh, probation or suspension so if you have a student that their first semester they made all f's well they're going to go on academic probation and financial aid warning so the next semester they come back and they make all C's. Well, we're gonna put them back into good standing on the financial aid side. However, on the academic side, if their GPA, their cumulative GPA is below a 2.0, they're gonna go on academic suspension. Which in that case of your scenario, they would be, right? They'd be. Well, on financial aid, they, they just, they'd the be good. If they semester and had all C's the second semester, they'd be below a 2.0 well, yeah. cumulatively? Yeah, okay. but financial aid doesn't look at cumulative. We look at each semester. But academic looks at mm -hmm. cumulative, okay. And I know yeah. we're gonna talk about GPA in a few minutes, but <laughs> okay. So is there any concern, and I'm speaking on behalf of students now, is there any concern about throwing off my satisfactory academic progress, is that the right term? Mm -hmm. If I switch majors three times while I'm in a community college? In the past, uh, they did track that, and you were limited to a certain amount of um, change of majors. The federal government doesn't have any real regulations on that, so it's basically up to the school. I don't think at this point Howard has anything in the catalog that, that limits you. However, some universities and community colleges may limit you on how many change of majors. It'll be a local decision based on whatever they mm -hmm. want to do. Okay. And um, one thing I, I do want to add, and this may have been the case on that story you read, the federal government, it takes 60 hours to get a, an associate degree. The Department of Ed gives you 90. Once you hit 90 hours, you go on what we call time frame suspension. So technically speaking, you cannot get financial aid at a junior college. Now, we do have certain programs, our dental hygiene and our nursing, that almost every one of our students goes on time frame because of the amount of prerequisites. So in those cases, we do a suspension appeal. If we can show that you are moving towards a, making progress towards a degree, we can approve that um, and get you additional financial aid at Howard or at a community college. On the university level, it takes 60 hours, I mean, it takes 120 hours to get a bachelor's, and I believe they give you 180. So on a university level, once you hit 180 hours, the Department of Ed won't pay for any more classes. So not that you couldn't take more. Yeah. It's just, you just your financial aid isn't mm -hmm. going to cover. Okay, Correct. that makes sense. Going back, you were saying that that does or doesn't impact you at a community college normally. The... SAP. The SAP, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's something that we definitely look at every semester. Okay. And we run reports and, you know, we have to stay on top of that because 
we don't want a student to get halfway through a semester and us look and go, oh wait, you know, you didn't pass the last two semesters, we've got to have our money back. Because the Department of Ed won't pay us, which means, you know, we have to collect from the student. So um, we call it SAP because we're too lazy to say satisfactory academic <laughs> progress. So, and we send out letters. Um, we are trying to move more into electronic communication. So we're working on being able to send out emails, letting students know, you know, that they are not making SAP. And we get, send out a letter for warning to let them know, okay, you didn't do well this semester. You know, next semester you need to complete successfully. If they have a second semester in a row and that they don't complete successfully, then we put them on suspension. And financial aid suspension is permanent suspension. The only way to get off of it is to have a suspension appeal approved or to pay for a semester out of pocket and complete it successfully. I was going to ask that next, so what happens if a student does get financial aid suspension and you said that's permanent and that mm-hmm. sounds incredibly ominous and scary never going to get financial again, right. aid again as long as I live is that really what that means to some extent yes um, like I said they can do an appeal but in order for the appeal to be approved you've got to have verifiable issues for, uh, for instance if you had a traumatic life experience you know a death illness, injury, um, you know, divorce, dramatic change in your household, you know, or lifestyle, we can, we can approve that. If it's because you just didn't get out of bed or you weren't taking life serious or, and, and we see that sometimes with high school students that they didn't have to study or do, you know, work hard in high school and then they get into college and it's a whole different ball game. You know, it's tougher. And nobody's waking mom in and waking you up. The shock of reality. Yeah, yes. you you have to set your own alarm and get up. So we we do we run into that that, and they'll tell you, well, I had trouble getting up, and you know my sleep schedule, and you know, and I mean it's real life stuff. But at this point, you know, you're considered an adult, so you're held accountable for those decisions. And in those cases, we would not approve a, an appeal. No, you say we is that you as a Howard College financial aid advisor gets to kind of determine Our associate director in San Angelo is the one that typically makes those decisions. Uh, She does reach out, you know, especially if they're a big spring student, you know, she'll reach out to us and say, you know, hey, I got this and, you know, what do you know about the situation or, you know, and she also looks back, if they were a straight A student for, you know, three semesters and then all of a sudden they have two semesters that they tanked you know we're going to look at that that would certainly lend some credibility to them having a personal life issue at that time or something okay and you know we also look if they've left because another thing that confuses students they'll be on suspension at Howard well they'll go to OC for a couple of semesters or go to UTPB wherever and make straight A's so they're in good standing academically there. Well, they come back to Howard. Well, they're still on suspension with us. So um, they have to do an appeal. But we do look at that. Okay, when you know you went to UTPB and you did really well, you're coming back here to do tech, teach, nursing, dental hygiene. You know, 
we we take that into consideration because obviously they can complete successfully and they have so we we take that into consideration when we're we're looking at the appeals okay i'll put you two on the spot do you have any questions or did this make you think of something that now's a good time to ask if it relates to financial aid because if you're thinking it too there might be another student listening that thinks oh i wanted to ask that same question I just think I better keep going to class, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> well, and you need to realize they, um, they also affect uh, scholarships. You know, if you do not, um, and if you're on a scholarship, you've signed a contract that says, you know, I'm going ma- to maintain 12 hours, and I'm going to do, uh, some of them require 2.5 on the scholarships. So if you don't maintain satisfactory academic progress, you can lose performance and foundation scholarships you know on athletics most of our athletic um, programs require 2.5 and you know require a hundred percent completion and you know you have to if you're in 12 got to take 12 hours you're finishing 12 so different scholarships also will have different um, requirements so I'm gonna I'm gonna say I would love to say if you want more information about this go to this web page on our website and you can read something but I don't know that there is unless it's like in the handbook or already built into the academic catalog or something but as far as a web page answering these types of questions I don't know that we have that specifically do you know if it's in I the handbook that or we had academic on, catalog? on the financial aid tab I thought that we had a frequently asked question I think we do We'll have to check and see, and if not, we can maybe work on getting something mm-hmm. that has those questions in there and some others. And, and they're always... Transcribe all of this. Just put it right in there. Yeah. So if they're not going to class, they're not going to read it anyway. So. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> no. And they're always welcome to call me or email me. You know, if you see me on the street and you have a question, ask it. I'd yeah, rather answer a question on Saturday than make you wait till Monday. <laughs> all of the financial aid staff members contact information is listed on the mm-hmm. website I do know that so if somebody has questions specifically or you know they want to ask something more personal they could always reach out right yeah and last time I looked I'm also the first one on the college directory too so <laughs> the benefits of having a last name starting with a yeah <laughs> in that conversation GPA came up a few times so our past topic for this month was calculating your GPA And in the past when we've done this, we've had a nice setup in the sub with like pizza, trying to bribe students to show up by raffling off iTunes gift cards. And we've had a presentation uh, where they were actually able to visually show you how to calculate your GPA. So we're trying this by voice only. So I'll turn that over to Tara. Okay. (laughs) All right. Well, I guess as far as for you two, do do either one of you, Peyton or Luke, do you all know how to calculate your GPA without going to a website or? No, I've always just done it online. But I know on the um, Howard College website, it tells me my GPA at the very bottom, so that's usually how I know what my GPA is. By using the, um, on the transcript in my HC or using a a website, like you have no idea. Mm -hmm. Okay, all right, well actually in the catalog, um, if you go to our Howard College webpage and you go to the catalog uh, and then click on academic information, I think is what it is, and then systems of grading is where it is and it actually states in there and it says to determine the grade point average for your standings um, compute the total number of grade points and then divide the total number of hours attempted 
into the total GPA. So as far as that, an A is four points, a B is three points, a C is two points, a D is a point, and then an F is zero, of course. Um, so you just multiply, so if you have an A and it's a three hour course, you just multiply it by four. So three times four is 12, and then you just go down as well. Um, and then you just add all those together, and then you would divide by the number of hours that you're enrolled in. Um, even including F, so if you got an F and it would be a zero, you would still calculate the three hours into it. Um, you know, but websites are good to use. Um, some people do use those and they will go in and actually keep a, a running tally of, you know, the classes that they've taken um, so that they know that, okay, well, if I have a D in this one course, I can go back and adjust it and retake it and see if a C or a B or an A, what's going to help me get to the GPA that I need to get to. Um, so as far I mean as far as GPAs, is there any questions that you have? No, I'm, I'm <laughs> I was thinking that first part that you read off the website. If I again, if I put myself in mindset of a student and I read that, I probably would have glazed over and went, huh? Like that right. didn't make sense verbally what you said. Repeat right. that again. So determine the grade point average for um, for your standings. Compute the total number of grade points. Which is what? So that would be like a, uh, like, so like this a, is my job, is right? No, 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 you're good. So, um, would be like the three times the four. So that's an A. So it's a three-hour okay. course times you get four points for an A. So that's twelve hours. Okay. So let's say you had an A, B, and a C and a D. So you would get three times four is twelve. Then you would get three times three is nine. So that's twenty-one. And then three times two is six. So that's twenty-seven. And then three times one is three, so that's 30 points. So you would have 30 points divided by 12. So then that's like a two point, what, whatever's left over. So about a two point plus a five. Okay. Um, so that's what that is, that's, that's stating. So then, then divide the total number of hours attempted, so that's your 12 hours you attempted them, mm -hmm. and then into the total grade point average. So that's what it is. So that would calculate my GPA for this semester based on the classes I have right now. Correct. So but that's how would I then go back and say what's my overall GPA if I'm applying for a scholarship or something like that? Well, that's gonna be you would just have to do them all together. I mean, um, but semester. as like as Peyton says on our uh, MyHC, if you log into your MyHC on Campus Connect then it will tell you, when you log in at the bottom, it'll tell you, even if you've taken remedial courses, it'll say remedial and non-remedial. So there's a different GPA because they are calculating it with, with the remedial courses in, which doesn't calculate into your GPA. Excuse me. And then there's one that says non-remedial. So anything with no, that's not the dev ed courses will give you your actual true GPA. Okay. So, because it's going to calculate the non, the with remedials, if you got an A, it's going to, you know, your GPA is going to be higher, of course. So, is there um, a common mistake you see students do when they're calculating their GPA and they do something wrong that you see over and over again? You know, I normally most of them when they ask how to calculate their GPA, I send them to um, like their MHC and they look at that. Um, or they'll say, well, I'll just look at it online. Like they'll go in, they'll actually physically put them in and then that way. So I don't think there's there's not very many people out in the world that uh, actually do a pencil and paper to it mm -hmm. anymore. Uh, I, but I'm, I mean, I'm a numbers person, so I, I like to to write it down. But I didn't I didn't think about it until you were saying that. But 
when you said there's websites there that are. you can go to and, and put that in there and it'll help mm -hmm. you calculate that. I'm almost thinking of like those credit monitoring ones where you can say, okay, so if I paid off this yes. debt, mm -hmm. my, my absolutely whatever I mean, would change. So is there stuff like that for GPAs too? If I pass this class hypothetically, what's my overall GPA going to be? Or if I fail this one, how's that going? Yeah, you can, so you can go in on those websites and you can, I, I mean, you can put in every class you ever took like at Howard College. Um, and if you made a D in a class, then and you know you need a certain GPA to get into a, to a, a university, you can go back in there and say, okay, I want to change that D, and I need a 2.5. So I'm going to change it to the grade I need in order to get to a 2.5. And then okay. that way they know when they take that class, they have to get that grade. So I, I, I think, you know, at the end of, you know, if you're trying to transfer out and you know where you're kind of wanting to go and what you need, then it, it doesn't hurt to go in and put that stuff in and figure out what you have to have in that last semester in order to get the GPA that you do need to get into somewhere. Okay, that makes sense. I mean, do y'all have any questions? <laughs> All right, so both of you right now calculate your GPA, go. <laughs> I know what it is. Yeah, but same mine. I couldn't even. You know, do it this way. It's it's you know it's it's, different. it's it's different because I don't have I can't write things down. Um, you know, and I, I know it's hard to explain, but the advice I would give is if you you know you can always go to the catalog and look at the information there. You can always come by advising, um, and we would gladly sit down with you and go over it with you. Um, and also, you know, there's websites out there just calculating GPA, search, and there's I mean I I looked at it yesterday. And I don't know. I bet there was 15 on the first page that you can that you can put your information. In, so I didn't know that it was in MyHC. That's kind of cool too. I don't deal with MyHC very much. It's an external website, so um, that's cool. Didn't know that was there. I do have one question. Sure. What is the catalog? I don't know what that is. So <laughs> every. <laughs> do you know what that is? Isn't it like where all the classes that, are listed? No. So the catalog is like, I would say, the college's Bible. So whatever is in the catalog is what we have to go by. So it has all different kinds of stuff in it. Um, but actually, this is the catalog. So this is our 1920 catalog. Things can change. So that's why on our website, it will say 1718, 1819, 1920, um, depending on what year we're in. Then that's the year you want to be in. Um, some students, their stuff, if you look, if you started here in, let's say, 18, 18, 19 year, and we, you, but then you want to take something at 20 that doesn't fall into, I know we're getting so far off track here. No, this is, and, um, and so while you're explaining that on the other display, I'm pulling up where they can find the catalog on the website. <laughs> I, don't, I still don't know what well, it is. But the catalog, the catalog is, like I said, it's, it's like our, it's, we call it the Bible. Like it's what we have to go by. So whatever is in the in the catalog, so you have all kinds of different things. Can, can you see it over there? So you have all of our degrees and, and certifications are in there. It and that and another thing with the catalog is like if you started in seventeen eighteen, and you were following a certain degree plan there that's in that catalog, but then we get to nineteen twenty and the catalog changes, you have to stay in that catalog. Unless it's, you know, because it, the classes may change. So let's take, I think in 1718, we did not have geology and geography in our life science portion of the core. But now we do because it's part of our tech teach program. So the people that took it in 1718 is different than the people that are on the 1920. Does that make sense? 
Luke, you need to come spend more time in the advising <laughs> office. Right. Think of the catalog as like your roadmap, and it tells you where to go, when to go there, and what path you have to follow. And depending on what changes are made over the years, it may change for one person, but it's not for you because you started at a different point. And it stays with you. So what's your major? General studies. So, so <laughs> if you look up general studies, it's going to say that means you've taken these courses. And that's applicable to the 1920, whenever you started it, right? Mm -hmm. So then a year goes by, and they might change that for that year, but what you started with in your catalog year follows you and you, you only have to fulfill that, even if they change it next year. Does that so make sense? We would have different catalog years since he started Correct. before me. Correct. Interesting. Catalog. It's like a walkthrough for a video game. That's all. I really it's thought like the catalog a you know, walkthrough for a video game. I, I advise both of you, and I advise everyone that's actually listening, um, to actually just go and look at our yeah. catalog, so our academic. Record, I mean, <laughs> what, what from the homepage, it's under Academics online catalog and it will always pull up the current year at the time but there's a drop down on the right where you can choose previous year catalogs in there. Oh, the more you know. <laughs> so largely more useful for just tracking your degree plan or whatever is that what you're saying? There's all kinds of information in there. I mean well even prospective college students they might say okay I want to get a certificate in something I want to get an associate's degree or I just want to go to Howard College for two years and then transfer to a four-year university, this is your roadmap on it shows you what, what classes you need to do. You're gonna exactly. have to take. Okay. It talks about the cost. It talks about financial aid in there. It talks about academic information, which is where the systems of grading comes from. Um, you know, if you were to come here and you took an AP class or, um, you know, you try to clip out of something, those fall into the academic information. So all those scores are listed on there of what you have to have. Um, as far as, you know, ACT, SAT scores, to be able to get uh, credit for English 1301, you, it shows you what you had to have as far as your ACT or SAT scores, things like that. Yeah, I guess I just kind of showed up. I didn't really look ahead. <laughs> you had an advisor who helped you. You didn't need to read it, right? They helped. They took your hand. Right. <laughs> That's why you're here. That's later. right. Put me in the basics, please. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so... Activities in February, student activities on the Big Spring campus. Yes. What do we have? We actually have a lot going on. February is going to be a big month. So something that was started was coffee table. So we're going to keep that every Tuesday morning at 8 a.m. Whether you're faculty, staff, student, anyone on campus, you can come by the sub at 8 a.m. every Tuesday morning and we have the coffee table set up and it's free for everyone. What kind of coffee you got there? Just regular coffee. <laughs> but we had creamers and sugars and okay. fun stuff. And you can bring your own cup or we have disposable cups that you can take. Whatever you prefer. Move some fun I'm not around. a I'm not a <laughs> get an I'm espresso not. machine out there. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you yeah little individual Keurigs for everybody. It's gonna be a great time. Um, instead of a charging station, it's a Keurig station. <laughs> Just pick which one you want. There you go. Uh, and then on February fifth at 8 p.m. in the Student Union building that night, we're gonna have a pie eating contest. There will be sign-up sheets outside of the activity office located in the sub. So if you have never been to the student activity office, it is located in the Student Union building. 
that big open area where the pool tables and ping pong tables are, it's that glassed in office with a TV in the window. Fishbowl. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Is that what you call it? The fishbowl? I call it the fishbowl. <laughs> That's what Amanda called it. Oh, I did not know that. The fishbowl. That's where it there is. You go. Um, there will be a prize for the winner, so if you feel like you can successfully eat a pie the fastest, you should definitely come. <laughs> On February 12th, we will actually have two things going on. So during the day, we're going to have Donut Miss Out on Homecoming Boating. Homecoming is coming up this month. So you'll stop by. You can pick up a donut, vote for Homecoming King or Queen. Donut it's kinda, Miss Out. Donut yeah. Miss Out, yeah. So you, we like our little puns in student <laughs> services. Um, so make sure you come by. You can get your donut, cast your vote. And then that Do evening... You have to- cast the is it like you cast the vote and you earn a donut or can you just it's more an an incentive to vote but if you absolutely just positively don't like the institution of homecoming but still want a donut you can have a donut (laughs) will there be coffee at that there will not be coffee i'm deferring to luke because he seems to protest every (laughs) (laughs) luke stop i I was thinking of the helium balloon incident of 2019 i think the helium balloon incident was, I don't know. I, I had a basis that for what, was so, what do you do? Well, what was the helium balloon was, incident? First of all, <laughs> we have two why different are we wasting our helium on balloons? <laughs> Second of all, where do you think the balloons are going after they pop? Up in the atmosphere? Uh, oh, I see. Yes. It's littering, essentially. Yes. Right? So I just, I just thought it was funny because, you know, we're trying to do this, and we're listing the student activities to put on social media, and Luke's over here grumbling <laughs> <laughs> about, about the, the helium. And so I told Amanda at the time about, you know, Luke's not happy with your helium. <laughs> at the time, it wasn't even the helium, though. So to put this in context, he was protesting the latex and the balloons. And so then she changed the whole event and went and got latex-free balloons, and then he starts protesting the helium. So it was great. We had to buy biodegradable balloons so people wouldn't get mad that we're hurting the environment. What so did essentially, the helium do? eliminate all I'm student activities. That That's pretty much what you're saying, morals. right? <laughs> well, the whole activity, the whole balloon activity was let go anxiety release yeah, it was and let so, go and let and it be created it anxiety for Luke there and was, everybody else and there wow. was one kid who filled out three balloons he had so much anxiety and so and you wanted to, to take me. that away from him thanks to me he doesn't have to be anxious about the pollution that he's caused that wasn't even point. what he was anxious you about know, the skunk <laughs> off of the country that's got its head stuck in a balloon somehow so That's anyway, we, got we just thought it was balloons. great because the anxiety event was creating a lot of anxiety. But you know, though, rather than complaining, you could have created your own uh, your own group of people to go out and hunt down the busted balloons. I told them to pick them up and pick, pick up that litter. Alternatively, I thought about perhaps we could picket the <laughs> anti-anxiety balloon event. But. <laughs> Well, all good thoughts. I think it's good that you're at least, you know, uh, taking t- taking advantage of being part of this. I'm trying you know? to be a good person. I think putting your voice out there. I think that's good. Again, that's why you're here, Luke. <laughs> to grow. So carry on after. <laughs> <laughs> so that day donut, we have donut, donut miss out on homecoming voting. You can still have a donut if you don't want to vote, Luke. It's okay <laughs> if you protest the institution of homecoming. You can still get the donut. 
If you don't do carbs or glue, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> Go to the cafe and drink water. That's all I have. I won't even give you a plastic bottle of water. Um, and then that night we're going to have a singles pool tournament in the student union building at 8 p.m. There will be a prize for the winner. I know a lot of students that I've talked to have been asking for this, so that's what we're going to do for a February activity. February 17th, make sure you come out to the Coliseum for the home basketball games. We will be having homecoming that night. And that's where we'll announce Homecoming King and Queen. And Homecoming King and Queen are actually, they're presented their award by the Howard Cottage. It's our daycare on campus by a prince and princess that they pick out. So they. I remember that last year that the little kids came out and mm -hmm. like crowned. That was cool. Princess yeah, it's too. a really cute thing. And so we talked to uh, Sean, who's over the daycare. And what they're going to do is they it's for the older kids that are in the daycare but they're going to have them do a story and if i were king for a day or if i were queen for a day and they're going to tell a story and that's how they're going to decide they who is going to win well. <laughs> <laughs> they would can i actually ask um, so i don't know what homecoming is and i've never known like I know I've been to it multiple times I've asked people to go with me to it but I, I don't know well, it really isn't for you it's for students who've already gone away and they're coming back it's a homecoming it's, I graduated from this school and now I'm returning therefore it is a is that what it is yeah, yeah is. you think I'm making school, this up because <laughs> in high school I never got it I thought because it was always correlated with a football game yeah, yeah. so I was like well are, is the team coming back <laughs> no so well, that, past members to watch the game. Yeah, and that's that when happens? people have like their five-year, 10-year, 15-year, 20-year reunions, mm -hmm. and they come to that game, and it's a big thing. I've never noticed a sudden influx of old people <laughs> at homecoming. <laughs> well, not my age, but you know, uh, well, older. Older than older. me in high yeah, school, yeah. you know? They're like 25. You really don't want to. You, you, really do, you don't want to go back to high school really until you've been away for at least ten years because you you hate it that long. But then after ten years away, you think, wow, those really were the good old days. I didn't have to do anything. Yeah. You know, I want to go back to the days where I didn't have to do anything. See, it so, takes ten years though. Some people that feel that need to come back. Well, I've no hostility against. Homecoming. Homecoming. I've just never understood what it, understood what it was. was. Well, that's what this show is for. They're coming to back. answer your questions. I feel like this podcast has been just for you, Luke, to really <laughs> enlighten you about things going on. The well, Luke cast. I was I was going to read the Wikipedia definition of homecoming, but the first thing I noticed was an orange exclamation point with the words, "This article has multiple issues." <laughs> so, just to avoid <laughs> to avoid further debate, we'll just take. The definition as it stands well, i think we're good what do you do at a homecoming my high school never had homecoming or like any sports thing so like i don't like is it just was it a brand new high school and there was there like was nobody to come school. home yeah it was yeah. like a it was like a private school so there was no sports teams sure so i just mm. like what is a it's really an excuse for you guys to have a dance that's really it uh, <laughs> we didn't have a dance i well, think it was more would of you just shut up it's enough enough about you <laughs> all right just about enough about you american capitalism <laughs> <laughs> And funneling, funneling money so for from me. the parents of uh -huh. children who want to date each other. And it's a competition of who can buy the largest mum or mom, yeah, the yeah, shiny, good point. Good loudest point. bell ringing garter. That's, or yeah. Isn't there like a mum museum now in Texas? Oh, I don't know. I think, that's a thing. I think there's a museum now. They're very inconvenient. Yeah, wow. we, we all have our little tribal rituals, and that, that's one of them, you know? I didn't. I just recently heard. He said that, but then it made me think. I just recently heard that some high schools are doing a table for seniors. 
where they go all out and they have pictures and and it's there's stuff on the table like medals they earned from UIL and mm. trophies they earned in athletics from the good old days pictures yeah. but it's it almost sounds like a reliving of the high school popularity contest for the yes. parents that are doing the tables <laughs> yeah you, yeah absolutely absolutely so, so when yes. I was in high deal. school we had I mean a traditional homecoming with like the football game homecoming king queen a dance and everything mm. and like people who came back they would have a king and queen from so many years ago crown and be there as like the homecoming king and queen from the past and so i mean it was pretty traditional ours not quite that much it's just you know really we want people to come back support the hawks during basketball we'll crown a king and queen we played midland college that night and so just go to the basketball game <laughs> i think you don't have to spend any money it's free for you. Take and balloons. Won't give you-, <laughs> you get them. Yes. I'm going to put balloons up. Here you go. At the game, using the helium tank. Well. Luke, I'm going to nominate you for king. <laughs> reject. That'd be part of the fun. I'd go to that just to see him rejected. I think that'd be exciting. You get a hat, though. <laughs> so everyone listening just essentially needs to vote for We Luke need to vote, vote for yes, Luke right. Settles. That's Everybody, it. Luke Settles. King for a day. I'm going to make pins and everything. <laughs> Put them up in the dorms. And balloons. I'm going to be your campaign manager. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't know this was going to take that turn, did you? <laughs> <laughs> Just to reiterate, homecoming game is Monday, February 17th. We'll be playing Midland College. It is a conference game. So just make sure you come out and support your Hawks. And if you're a student, make sure you cast your vote on February 12th and get a donut if you want a donut. If you don't want a donut... It's okay. And I was going to ask how to cast your vote, but it's the donut thing. Yes. Okay. So we'll have ballots, and we'll have a box, and you're only allowed to vote once. Um, you will have to sign in whenever you vote, and that just ensures that people aren't going, coming back to stuff the ballot box or gotcha. fix it. And then, okay, February 19th, the library is having an activity called Music in the Air. I think it's a trivia event. I'm not... 100% sure. Um, and then February 26th is our big casino night. This is something that I encourage every student on the Big Spring site to come to. It's held in the East Room of the Dorothy Garrett Coliseum. Whenever you go in the Coliseum, you just walk around the top foyer <clears> and you won't be able to miss it. It'll be glitter, balloons, lights, music, just everywhere. Um, it's at, from 7 o'clock to 9 o'clock. You do need your student ID for this event just because it is on a, such a large event. You'll have to sign in to come. You are not allowed to bring in any bags or backpacks. Guests? Can they bring a guest? No. You cannot I'm bring thinking of questions. a guest. Um, it, you have to be a student. You have to have your student ID. You cannot bring a guest. Um, and it's a really fun event we turn the entire east room into a mobile casino we have faculty and staff members that volunteer their time they're poker dealers blackjack dealers we have food a candy bar a photo booth a mocktail bar we buy over a thousand dollars worth of prizes that you can auction to win at the end of the night so you don't win any actual money that's um, what I was wondering, yeah. How many yes. poker chips we, do we need to... So what you do is the students will sign in. They're given a bag with a certain amount of chips. They take them to the tables and play. At the end of the night, they turn it in for casino cash, which they 
take to the auction to auction for prizes. Okay. Just what to make sure. What kind of prizes? Like so anywhere from um, last year we did like a Game of Thrones set of the whole series that was out so far to a car cleaning kit to duffel bags, gift cards, you TVs. name it. We had a TV, Beats headphones, a Keurig. I mean, we buy so many different prizes. It's really a cool event, and it's our largest event of the semester. So in the fall, our big kickoff event is Welcome Week. In the spring, our big event is Casino Night. It, it is sounds like, like the grocery event. bingo on steroids. It <laughs> is grocery bingo on steroids for sure, and it's a Roaring Twenties theme, so it'll be a lot of fun. There will be gold and silver fringe curtains on all the walls. It is. It looks awesome when you walk in. So the student should definitely attend. You, you better be there. Night before. <laughs> I've never, I've never been to one, but no. I think we'll be in Houston for uh, the theater festival. So I think we'll have to miss out. What? Unless we we'll come just back. Have to miss out. <laughs> <laughs> Luke, did you attend last year to Casino Night? No, we had Casino. So I'm that's what that's that's we have this podcast. So yeah. He's trying to make to sure he gets the information out. Hey, I'm trying everything we can. You know, we put stuff on the TVs and students go, we have TVs. <laughs> we put stuff on social media and they say, I don't have a Facebook account. Yeah. And then, so, hey, just whatever it takes. <laughs> so yeah. for those of you who don't know, student activities are posted all over campus. You just have to pay attention. <laughs> Look at the rolling screen TVs. There are A-frame posters in certain buildings that we put a poster in the library. We have stuff in the dorms. Or you can look on the website. I believe they're posted. The student activities? Yes. Yeah, on the Big Spring campus page under Student Life. Or if you want, you can stop by the Student Services office in the sub and they will tell you what activities we have going on for the month. So... There's a lot of cool so stuff that we do. So if none of the other methods apply to you, you can always just walk in and say, hey. What are we doing? What activities What's do we have this month? <laughs> yes. If nothing else, if you don't want to read any of the signs. <laughs> and they don't. Just ask someone. Yeah. Okay. Now the library is also doing, so those are the student activities. The library has kind of some other ones. You did mention one. They do have two professional developments, one on the 7th, Research Basics. One on the 14th, Credo Reference and Instruction. I guess that is abbreviated for that instruction. Uh, on the 14th, they're doing the Cottage Valentine's Day Art Show, which I think was, again, the daycare on campus. This, the kids there do some Valentine's Day art, and they display it in the library. Um, music is in the air game day again on the 19th of February, and then another professional development for staff on the 21st, Interactive Library Resources. Now, Peyton may know something about the music is in the air game day? Uh, when I was there earlier, they just said just dance, I think maybe karaoke. So at least uh, just dance on the Nintendo Switch is okay. what I know about for sure. Which could be entertaining because I've gotten in there before and they're doing the virtual reality headsets mm -hmm. and watching the students with the headset on is pretty entertaining in itself. So. This took us down a rabbit hole earlier. We were talking about this, and I, I asked the question. I won't even bring up Britney Spears again, but oh. I will say I did ask the question, and I don't know. I'll put Tara on the spot. If we say Valentine's Day music, because this is just dance, right? So yes. if we say Valentine's Day music, like is there a certain song that pops into your head? I'm thinking like Lionel Richie stuff <laughs> pops into my head. <laughs> Luke, do you know what Lionel Richie is? Heard of him? No. Well, there you go. Have you right. ever heard any of his music? 
can say for sure. Probably. Okay. <laughs> Somebody said Britney Spears. So. Honestly, the Lion King. Britney can Spears you feel for the love tonight popped in my head. <laughs> the Lion King. Yeah, can you feel the love tonight? It just popped in my head. I don't know why. It's just where it went on I need Valentine's. A Valentine's Day. I don't need the slow music. I need a house music yeah. Valentine's Day. You seem like a house music kind of guy. I don't know. <laughs> Absolutely. Just on Valentine's Day. Are you the kind of guy that wants to like beat up the pinata on Valentine's Day? No, it's wasteful of all that plastic. Right. <laughs> well, it's paper mache. I suppose the trees might be a bit displeased at that one. Well, the tree we're cutting down now can go towards it. I'm displeased that you're cutting down a tree. <laughs> but uh, the tree is damaging the building that you live in. I don't live in that part. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Not my problem. Well, the roots from the tree that go underneath the ground can damage the part that you live in. I'll move. Okay. Nature said so. It's a pretty cool looking tree. Sometimes nature is kept I was told that, check. what is it, an ash tree or something? I was told that ash trees don't live that long, so I thought, well, maybe it's fine if they're digging them. <laughs> but they took down the one in front of the MCAS building, and uh, Dr. Hobbs claimed that it was <laughs> that he was pleased about it because there was some killer bug on it that gave out Americans sleeping sickness or something. I have no what? idea what he was talking about. <laughs> I know there have been like treating some trees and cutting some down because some of the trees on campus are like there's something wrong with them and they can damage the other healthy trees so we're trying to i liked the mental picture of a bug passing out uh-huh. pamphlets about american <laughs> sickness to yeah. passersby no, there's the uh, <laughs> i think it's just called the kissing bug apparently according oh, okay. to him are you making this up no okay said, right. there really is a bug that's called that he said the kissing bug he said it sounds he like three pleased. stories merged into one he said <laughs> he was pleased they cut it down he's been telling them to cut it down for years because the, kissing, the kissing bug, bug. Yeah. loves that tree and he's seen it on there before and they're called the kissing bug apparently because when they bite you you can't feel it because they have anesthetic and they're spit or some nonsense uh, and then you you don't even know that you have the sickness, and then you die six months later in your sleep or something. I, I've never I once know. looked at my arm while a bug is biting me. <laughs> well, you don't thought, notice. Maybe wow. it's just giving me a kiss. Yeah, it's too bad this isn't TV. I, I see the picture. It's a really horrible, disgusting kissing bug. Yeah, <laughs> Tara's passing around a picture. I'm so glad they're taking down bug. that tree, man. It kind of looks like a bed bug know. on steroids. Yeah, that'd be a bad thing. But it does tie in with Valentine's Day, so I'm glad you brought it up there. <laughs> the kiss well, yeah, yeah, there we go. Exactly. Surprisingly relevant. Yes, it is. <laughs> yes, uh, it is. Well, nothing says Valentine's Day like you know, a kissing bug. Sleep six months later. Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> terrifying. Well, because tragedy goes with love, doesn't it? I mean, it, it does sort of just, you know. Oh, Shakespeare. Yep. Yes. All right. Well, what's our so, next stop? So, yeah. <laughs> I, I was trying to think of a clever way to transition that. Right. I got nothing. It's so, called the kissing bug because <laughs> you don't feel it. It's a reference to the few know, times I've been kissed, I felt it. I don't, I don't see why that's not. Works. It's a very gentle. I see. Uh, it's I a gentle see. bug. Okay. Yeah, it's got anesthetic. You don't feel it. So it would be called the anesthetic so. bug. <laughs> the sleep. It's a, the American sleeping. Oh, shut up! <laughs> <laughs> I think it should be called the kiss of death bug. Yeah. Hey, I like well, that. That's good. They just randomly carry it, apparently. Gotcha. But I'm not all that concerned about it for some reason. You know. still want the tree to stand. I thought it was a very nice-looking tree. When they were cutting down 
trees and they were doing all this stuff, did you ever go out and like get in the way of the, the crew? <laughs> like chain and, myself? Yeah. <laughs> in an orange I just vest. I see that being a possibility. Well, I didn't know that. If Maybe if I knew they were cutting down that one. I just showed up one day and I, it was gone. <laughs> I was like, well, that's sad. Yeah. yeah. And out here, they're digging up water pipes or whatever yeah. else. Oh, yeah. So we were here, yes. Was it yesterday? No. A couple yeah, days ago, like, yeah. we were looking out the window of, if you're listening, the office is in the horse care building, kind of overlooks a parking lot. And Luke and I are standing there looking out the window because there was a backhoe in the yard. And we're like, oh, cool, you know, heavy equipment. We're watching the maintenance guys do their thing. And we see the, the backhoe go into the ground, water shoot up in the air, and then people show up out of nowhere scratching their heads and looking at <laughs> Looking at this filling yeah. puddle of water, oh, and maintenance so. crew, of course, has to show up. I'm like, well, <laughs> <laughs> you hit it all right. <laughs> so a, a Laurel and Hardy moment. Yeah, it was outside your window. It was it was entertaining because we we probably spent ten minutes imagining the conversation <laughs> that they were having, and it was you know people showed up and and it was you know Luke's doing over there doing an impression like, yeah, that's water. <laughs> <laughs> Looks like you hit that pipe, Bob. Yeah. That's <laughs> so, gonna take a while. <laughs> so it was entertaining, but anyway. <laughs> so, in reference to nothing, there was <laughs> I'll move on. There was an article that I read on Politico and it related to college campuses, and I thought we could discuss that if it goes anywhere. We'll mm-hmm. see. But it was related to campaigning. And I'll put a link to the article when we publish the show so people can read it. But it was titled, The Rise of the Battleground Campus. And I'll read a little excerpt of it because it's, it was interesting. It said, there are more young people now than ever. In 2020, people between 18 and 23 will make up a tenth of the electorate, up just 4% in 2016. Going beyond college-age Americans, voters between 18 and 29 now represent 21% of the population. That's 46 million voters compared to 39 million among seniors. So I thought it was interesting. The article um, was really talking about you know, big universities where politicians are showing up and campaigning to students actively on campus. You know, you have president-elect at that time, Trump was on a university campus doing a speech just for students I know we don't have visitors in Big Spring of that level but you know do we have local people that come and do anything like that I have seen tables set up in the sub where it's like young Republicans and I think they're just registering students to vote right I just kind of want to talk about that and see what your thoughts were I wonder if we have like regulations and policies about what they have to go through to campaign to our students because to set up tables in the sub to register voters and to talk to students, they have to go through the student services office to get approval. So I wonder. You're saying in general, like if yes. I just have something I want to go. If you have solicit some, to people. You have okay. to go through the student services office for to get it approved to make sure what you're doing is okay on campus and that kind of stuff. So I wonder if we have regulations about campaigning to students on campus or something like that. Just because I know we have regulations about putting up information, setting up tables in the sub. I mean, everything like that has to go through that office. And I see news stories, too, where, you know, there'll be a group of students who kind of form a group, and they'll go out and talk to other students about why they think you should vote for this candidate over another. And I didn't know if, I hadn't seen any of that on this campus yet, but I didn't know if you two as students had seen or heard anything like that. What are your thoughts on that? Do you think it's okay? Would you be interested if somebody did, or would you just kind of walk away and go protest the trees? 
what would you what would you do? I think the closest I've ever seen to that is people wearing MAGA caps. I don't think I've ever seen anything. <coughs> what is that? The Make America Great. Oh. The red caps. Yeah. That's the closest I've ever seen. I think there was some sort of congressman or someone talking in the uh, um, the auditorium, uh, but I, I that wasn't really for students. It was for uh, the community. Yeah, for mm-hmm. the community. So I've never really seen anything around campus other than come register to vote. So. I certainly wouldn't say we have a problem with the politicians coming to corrupt the youth or anything like that. Do you think they should be allowed to? Well, colleges or universities is probably more, I doubt they're targeting community colleges, but universities, I mean, it's supposed to be a bit of a mixing pot for different ideas. You know, if you're claiming to be academic, I don't know if politics really goes into that, but, you know. Oh, it does. It philosophical does. I debates about... As, as teachers, we're, we're terrified. For the last 10 years, we've been terrified of politics. We don't like having a discussion of it in class or anything else because things have gotten so so polarized and so ugly. But I think a big, a big part of the problem there is us as teachers. We stop teaching things like manners and uh, decency and how to have a debate without insulting your opponent. Mm-hmm. And that the whole idea of, of, of presenting a different point of view isn't necessarily to change your mind, it's just to get you to listen to it. If you can persuade someone to actually listen to you for three minutes, you're doing an amazing job of persuading them right there. But you know, we're not there anymore. We're, we're in a situation where if, if your politics are different than mine, it's confrontational. Absolutely. Right. And that's what's, that's what's got to change. But I think the place it could change would be, yeah, on the campuses with you guys. Because I think you guys are a little smarter than my generation was. Well, I think because I've had you know, more political talks with some of my friends, and I think you have to establish from the beginning, like, these are my opinions. I'm not talking to you to change your opinions. And I think mm-hmm. when you can have those adult conversations, I think that, that really helps with and there's got to be rules politics. involved with it. Yeah. Like we're not, and, and the minute it starts getting into this other area, then yeah, then we need to we need to stop it. You know, there there has to be some there needs, there needs to be decency. There need to be manners, and I just think we've forgotten all of that. I've told students a few times that I think one of the one of the biggest things you get out of the college experience, whether it's a community college or a university, is that perception of open dialogue, open yes. communication, <laughs> exposing yourself to other um, ideas that maybe were outside of something you were raised with, outside mm-hmm. of your normal train of thought, and meeting people that have different views. Maybe they were from a different country, they were brought up under a different religious system. Whatever it is, I think that's one of the biggest things you get. And so it's interesting to hear the perspectives, and that's why we're doing the podcast this way. so that you know, No, that should be the point of it. college. That mm-hmm. really should be. And it certainly was for me. And uh, I think, sh- but I think at times, as teachers, we try to protect ourselves from that by, well, we just won't discuss that. And I just think that's wrong. I just think that's wrong. But I understand it because I'm a coward myself. So <laughs> I guess we're done on that. So um, <laughs> I guess before we end, there is a theater production coming up in February. Can you tell us a little about? that thing? Uh, yeah, so we, um, this is the one that we actually go to festival with, so the theater department will be traveling to Houston at the end of February, but um, we're actually putting on, uh, it's called Baby with the Bathwater. It's the most insane show, it makes no sense, but it's it's great. Dan Evers has a really good um, idea with it, so it's typically just about the worst parents ever, and they're trying to raise this child, and they don't want to raise it with gender because they think it's rude to ask. 
So they raise the, the baby as a girl because they just don't want to impede on the baby's rights. Um, and he's we're doing it as a 1950s sitcom, so it's going to be an all black and white. Um, the set, the costumes, the makeup, there will be no color in the show. Um, That'd be cool. I'm curious to see how that looks it, in it's, the theater. We, so we have about a month to put it on, and it's, it's definitely a challenge, but um, I think... People should definitely come see it. It's going to be interesting. I know the two shows are the 20th and the 21st at uh, 7 p.m. and the Black Box. So Fitting, yes. Oh, yeah. In the theater room (laughs) with no color in it. Yeah. It'll definitely be very different from um, our December production, or November production of It's a very adult comedy. It really is. Oh, yeah. So it's definitely not as family-friendly as uh, A Christmas Carol. But it's definitely going to be a lot but of But that's fun. good. It should be something different than yeah. what you've done before. That's the whole point of it. It'll be. Do you know about it? I've, I've been in it. Theater? Yeah, I've, I've done. I've, you've been in it? Yeah, I've been in it. Oh, wow. It's, uh, so it, it's a very difficult one to do. Mm-hmm. No doubt about it. And it, you've got to be fast. You've got to think fast. Uh, the, uh, the shifts and transitions and changes are very, very quick. Uh, it takes a lot of rehearsal, but yeah, it's 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 a great comedy. It really is. I've got about a month. Yeah, <laughs> well, that's we open it. We we leave in about. We, I think we leave a month from tomorrow, so it's definitely. And we got the script. Just keep that script with five you. Five days keep ago. That script with you. <laughs> yeah. It's gonna be a, a brutal transition. And run the lines yourselves a lot because that's it. It's that timing between you guys all the time. You know, that timing's just gotta be right on, right on point. But I have absolute faith in you. It'll be great. <laughs> That's right. It will. It will. I'm looking forward to it. Luke, who do you who would talk to you? Yeah, just to be clear, I am not an actor. I am not. He an is a, uh, our assistant stage manager. Not, no, that's I, right. I, stage manager is extremely important. You know, I'm you're, not one. You're, 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 I need to clarify. Okay, all right, all right. Listen, there <laughs> was a cast <laughs> list with his name on it. He is amazing. Well, I think it's great. You're part of the theater department in some capacity. I am loosely attached to the theater. Department. Okay. And I, I think will it's be funny. helping and going. With just, them and just stuff. like being here today, recording this. Um, the first time I ever mentioned the podcast to Luke, I think I got a really dirty look in return, and I want no part of the podcast, and I don't, I don't know, I want zero to do with that, and so it's just another one of those things, see, that you don't I, want any part of, but it turns well, out you're great at, so. Yeah, <laughs> no, I, I helped out uh, the theater last, well, last semester, yeah. right, with the Christmas Carol one, I just showed up towards the end, and. You did lights. Yeah. I, I sat up there with, uh, with Price, Price and, yeah. did, and watched him do lights. Well, the lights didn't turn off, or so obviously you did something. Oh mm-hmm. yeah, it was so. imperative that I was there to supervise. <laughs> <laughs> but I was I was interested in helping them out more, so I told them I would help out. I wanted to help out more the next time. So See, here he I am. See, he made the mistake of showing up to auditions. I told him if Dan ever sees you at the auditions. You're going to be cast. And he's like, no, it's fine. I'll just tell him I don't want to do it. Sure enough, he posts the cast list. Luke Settles, assistant stage manager. <laughs> I didn't even audition. Again, the clarify. Well, you don't I audition. He sat and watched the audition. That's that stage manager does. <laughs> and then get everyone rounded up and everything. You'll have to be louder. That's you why you were cast, because you nailed that role. That's well. right. Exactly. <laughs> you are the watcher. Yeah. Okay, so I guess before we close, if I were to ask each of you, we'll start with Peyton and then Luke, if you were to look back and you could give yourself some advice when you started the college experience now, with a little bit of experience in your belt, what would that advice be to new college students? Oh, there's so much. But I think the most important thing that I've found is, you know, find a good group of friends, but don't limit yourself to one group. So 
because if you limit yourself to one group and all your friends leave and you're like, oh, I don't have any friends. <laughs> so definitely the more friends you can get, the better. You're talking about when they graduate? Or yes, all of my away. friends are leaving this semester. I will be the only one in my friend group still here. Luke, will you still be here? No. Oh, oh my wow. God. Yeah. My last semester here. Man. I don't know what the hell I'm going to do. <laughs> <laughs> so what would your advice, Luke, be for new uh, to college students? Well, when I first got here, I was uh, I was really uh, struggling with scheduling, essentially, like just knowing when all my classes were and knowing when I had to get uh, assignments done and all that. And I would try to keep like digital calendars and stuff, but it would really frustrate me that I didn't just have something like to look at and turn pages on. Huh. Like so, a paper calendar yeah. made from a tree. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've got one um, of those. But, uh, so really the thing I would suggest most might be obvious to some people, but I just never had one before, was just a very simple planner mm -hmm. with the calendar on it where you can write little things in the boxes <laughs> for the day, like, super simple. And I think a ton of other people have them, because I had heard a ton of people talk about them. But that was all I wanted. So I was so happy when I finally got myself one, and was, I use it all the time. Was yours recycled paper? I just I didn't do the checks. It was probably it was from Walmart, so it was probably <laughs> you hypocrite. Made in Korea. You, you've with just disavowed all the stuff you've been talking about for forty-five minutes. You hypocrite. I'm, I'm, so, I'm ashamed of you. Balloons are much easier. I don't fill up balloons and then. I'd like to hear his voice on helium, though. I think that would be interesting for the next podcast. Maybe we could bring him back <laughs> on helium yeah, for more. Absolutely. March. It's getting shot off by our sun people. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not actually... <laughs> I think I watched something recently that was like, no, we're not running out of helium, actually. It's not that big of a deal. But so you're okay with it, after all? Maybe. But it's a lot easier to accept things when you think that the human race is probably just going to end eventually here soon. So. <laughs> well, not to That's take a morbid optimistic. turn or anything. But I think, what was it? I'll just end it on what you said a moment ago, and that'll be a good spot to end it. So. <laughs> I don't know. I think that's a good one right there. It's all going to end. It doesn't matter. Click. Dead air right after that. I think that'd be perfect. All right. That's funny. I actually have like a really, I love planners. I have a really fancy one. Yeah, planners. But when he comes coming and king, you could give that to him as his gift. I'll get you one. I already have one. Well, get you, you a, get nice you a better one. A nice Aaron Condren <laughs> one. I'll put your name on it. I don't want your leather bound <laughs> Leather? That's too expensive. I don't want uh, He doesn't like anything fancy. But he didn't want to be part of the theater department either. And he showed he up, now. didn't he? he now. See, he's a hypocrite. I'm telling you, it's the opposite of what he actually says. How do you feel says. about your door decks that we put up every month? Door decks? Yeah, it goes what on your door with your name on it. Door decoration. Oh, okay. Door decks. Door decks. <laughs> why? Why are you asking? Because of how you feel about like trees and balloons. Have and you ever looked at my door? Do you take them down? <laughs> There's nothing on my door. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna tell your RA to stop making say, them for those you. Those take forever to make. They do. I've never been I... asked. Do you want something <laughs> on your door? Well, it's so. So do you know take them down when they put them up? Mm -hmm. You know how much work goes into those? Well, I... I had to redo the same ones over and over again because I could not get the cricket to cut paper. I had to go find cardstock. <laughs> well, there was one that I think uh, <laughs> maybe Elijah or someone did at some point. It was like a Pokemon ball. Mm -hmm. And I was, I was ripping it off my door. And I was like, oh man, this must have taken a while. Because like, I pulled it up and there were all these layers to it. And I'm going to tell him I not felt, to make you anymore. I did feel bad about that one. But other ones are simpler. And it's just like, 
I don't really want my name on my door. I don't really. I'm, I'm picturing that old guy in the neighborhood that doesn't want anyone walking in his yard. Haunted is exactly like, right. right. He hears, step. He hears the tape and just yanks the door open and throws it in the recycling it's bin. Less than <laughs> the it's less that I'm bothered that people are putting things on my door. It's more that I, I don't want people to know that I live there. <laughs> really? There's like a roster with your name on it well, in the office and the RA. It's not. Handing out where I live to people. I don't give it to people. I give it to the RAs who need to know where you are. Well, the RAs I'm fine with, but I, you know, the by putting my name on my door, you're publicizing to the entire dormitory where I specifically live. No, because well, it just says Luke. It doesn't say you your know, last name. It could be any Luke. There's another Luke. But you don't know that. Yeah, there actually is off. another loop. There's two loops in the building. You're not the only one. The other one likes stuff put on his door. He does. <laughs> he does, yeah. It wouldn't be hard to figure out. I remember the first time I talked well, to Luke, he was signing easy. up for how we had housing orientation because it's mandatory <laughs> for all students moving this in. Loop? This loop. Okay. And he was like, I have to come to this. I said, yes. He goes, that's really inconvenient. <laughs> I was like, well, you have to or you're going to get a fine. I feel bad about Which it. Which is the fine. But <laughs> let me tell you why it was inconvenient. Because it was man- It was on a Friday. It's on a Sunday. Sunday. Sun- a Sunday evening Sunday. when all students are moved in. It was at 8 at night. So yeah. I don't know if well, I He goes to church evening. then, man. He's got <laughs> the church of the tree. I was gonna... He's a druid. And they always worship trees on Sunday. I was so going to... I had all these plans... He pulled off the balloons off the tree and everything else. You had a lot of plans on Sunday night. I don't have many plans ever. (laughs) He had plans and he goes, that's really inconvenient. I was like, I don't care. You have to be there. (laughs) Everyone has to be there. I didn't know what to say because it was just like, I was really looking forward to what I was going to do. What was that? And then I was told, personal information. (laughs) (laughs) And then I was told, well, you can't uh-huh. because then, we need to talk to you at 8 at night. <laughs> yeah, and so everyone like, has well, a chance to move in and we're not running your day. But I do feel bad. Well, I still think it's good you got him in the theater. You did good, Peyton. And That's every good. time I, I think it's a good place. It's always been an accident. He's not allowed to leave. Yep, I think he'll we turn We only have well. one a year. So. It'll be a good no. show. <laughs> if you'd like to hear this conversation continue, you'll have to come back in March for the March episode. And that's a good spot to end this for right now. Good deal. Thank <laughs> you.